2: And welcome to Celtic Down Under. On today's podcast, we will be learning about the Coventry Emerald CSC in one of our Spotlight Series podcasts. So I'm joined by Damien from the Coventry Emerald CSC. How are you going, Damien? Uh,
3: good, thanks. Mate, Jared, how is yourself?
2: Yeah, pretty good, mate. Um, so yeah, you're just telling me off there. You're on the committee with the uh, CSC. So do you want to tell us a bit about the CSC, when it was founded, by who, and what your role is?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, so the CSC itself was founded uh, in 2011 by a guy called Jerry Crady. Um Shortly afterwards, he had to, to step away. So, Eddie uh, McKeever, who's our current chairman, and Damien Malone, who's our bus convener, took up the reins at that point. Uh, and then, Uh, The committee uh, was expanded uh, in the the following years to include a a guy called Tam Adams, who's our treasurer, uh, and myself, who who looks after the social media and helps out with basically various other things that the CSE gets involved in from time to time. So, uh, as as I said, it's kind of a jack-of-all-trades.
2: All All right. So uh, whereabouts do you meet up for games? You mentioned buses as well there, so I take it you've run some buses up to games as well?
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were originally based in a pub called Clanleys in Coventry, um, but moved to a pub called the Four Provinces uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and it, it couldn't be a better fit for the CSE with Alex and his team at the pub. Um, you know, they're, they're really, really supportive of us there. Uh, they put on all the games Um and they put on gigs for us and as she said, the buses leave from there. So yeah, we run we run uh we run a couple of mini buses usually every every home game uh on a weekend and we usually have somebody at most games, if not all games. Um I think we were at uh, fifty one games I think in twenty nineteen. Uh we had somebody from the C S E each one of those, so quite well attended up at the game, so it's good.
2: That's really impressive boy, uh jealous with how close you guys are to it compared to us over here in Australia. So uh, <laughs> wish I could be there 51 yeah, times in a year. Yeah,
3: it's, it's not. Uh, it's we don't have as an arduous journey as you guys, but uh, you know, close is is all relative. It's still a still a six-hour min, minibus ride each way, so it's uh, it, it can be quite painful at times, but uh, mostly though. it's fun. So yeah, it's good commitment. Though. Yeah, That's we like. no, we're not. We're, we're all nuts. <laughs> Hey, can't help it. It's in the blood. Yeah.
2: All right. So you um, just mentioned you get all the games shown at the CSC. Do you have um, every game shown live or is Celtic TV an issue over there or how does it all work with your games <laughs> being covered?
3: Well, Celtic TV, uh, as you might know, uh in, in the UK and Ireland you know you can't get the games live uh, under Celtic TV um, so we show all the games that are live on the main broadcasters um, there were other games being shown but I think that's sort of been clamped down a bit so uh, it's a little bit more hit and miss with the games that are not on uh, sort of paid for TV as it were um, but yeah every every other game that's on there uh, is always shown in the and in, in, in uh, the four provinces that's
2: great. And uh, how many members does the supporters club currently
3: have? Um, we've got over over eighty members in total. Um, we've got, I think, about twenty of those have got their own season books, uh, and the club also owns a couple of season books as well. Um, so as I said, we regularly run a couple of minibuses buses up to the games, um, and uh, and we've got uh, quite a, a large a large support that will come in and watch the games just in, in the pub alone. So kind of a mixed bag. It's almost like two different CSEs.
2: <laughs> so how that all work then? If, uh, you've got like the two CSCs together. Is it just like you've got the, the regulars who come along every week and watch it in the pub and, and the ones who are there sometimes but other times they're up the road at the actual game? Or is it completely different?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly that. So, I mean, there's a the, obviously the season book holders tend to be the regulars that are going up to the games, um, and we've got some members who used to have season books as well uh, that, that now, for their own personal circumstances, they just go into the pub and watch the games. So, they help out run things from that side. Um, so, yeah, it's it's we're all still because sometimes we're not at the games because you know midweek games are a little bit more challenging for us because um, you pretty much have to take two days off work or at least a day off work. Um, so for the midweek games, we tend to get down to the pub and it's it's a good mix. It's uh, it's like one big happy family. <laughs> That's
2: what we like. So is there a process to become a member of the CSC and how do you go about that? Uh,
3: so, I mean, it's easy to sign up. to to join the CSE for us. There's a form, you pay your dues and you're a member and and anybody's welcome. But, you know, all our membership details, the point system that we've got for allocating tickets, the travel information about the buses uh, and, you know, the details about where our pub is and everything else, that's all held at our own website. So uh, on the the CoventryEmeraldCSE.com website it's got all that detail on there.
2: That's great. Yeah, I had the uh, website to give it a bit of a plug later on as well. So that's what we like. The more we throw it in there. <laughs> um. So, is your CSE say, say, like open to all, or is it a members only function for games, or how does that work?
3: Uh, open to all for the games. Um. You know, Alex and his team. have got a, a pretty decent pub down there. Uh, with plenty of plenty of big screens and that. So, uh, it's it's open to all for the games. There's no charges and anything like that to come in. Not even for the Hunts game, uh, everybody's welcome. We actually get quite a few fans from sort of other towns uh, come up to join us for for the bigger games. Um, so from Leicester, Banbury, and from Rugby, they'll travel up to, to come into the four provinces. Um, so yeah, it gets a good crowd in there for the big ones.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask out of town um, members of other CSCs or just other fans, welcome to travel up to watch the games with you guys. So yeah, you just oh, covered ab- that one off. Yeah. It's one big family Absolutely. at the end of the day, so that's good.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: All right. So we'll go to another question that I've got here. Is um, is your CSC linked to any local football clubs at all in the area?
3: Not really. Uh, as far as I'm aware, um, uh, I, don't, I don't think we've been associated with any football clubs in that sort of sense because it's more focused on getting to the games uh, and generally speaking With the way that our games go Either Saturday or Sunday <laughs> uh, There's not really an opportunity To connect to football teams That are playing games at the same time So um, You know It is a full day It is a full day out for us When we go to the games You know The bus leaves at sort of Half six in the morning For a three o'clock kickoff And won't get back Until, until half eleven at night um, So You know There's very little opportunity To connect in with other teams And things like that
2: And um so off the back of that one, do you support any local charities or anything like that, or do any fundraisers or raffles or promotions or anything like that as well?
3: So in terms of fundraising, um, we we do a bit for the for the CSE because obviously um, we run we run a bit of travel, so we need to have some some cash in the bank for that. Um, we we own our own minibus, uh, which we obviously need to maintain and. Uh, and and make sure it's in, in fit condition to, to go up the road. So, um, you know, we do that through things like uh, selling scarves, polo shirts, <clears throat> uh, pin badges, that sort of thing, uh, and, and obviously running some football cards in the pub as well. Uh, in terms of charity, um, we're uh, connected to the Kano Foundation through the Bus Supporters Link, Um because basically we offer, on our minibuses, we offer free travel for under-16s to get up to the Games so that we can encourage the next generation of support to get up to, to Celtic, even from places that are far flung like Coventry. Um, so from that perspective, we, we sort of subsidise, if you like, some some people to get to Games. We've taken a few people that have maybe struggled, if you like, um, with Either uh, mental health problems or addiction up to the games uh, as a way of you know encouraging them to get out and about. Um, but in the past, we've also supported a number of different charities, uh, including the Celtic Foundation, food bank collections, um, and and AD and a few of the guys organised uh, a couple of uh, Christmas lunches uh, for homeless and the elderly, um, which was which went right down really well in association with the the Country Irish Association. So. Um, so yeah, we've done we've done a fair bit as it as it is, and, and you know we'll pick and choose things as we go along, but it's not particularly focused on on one one thing.
2: Yeah, you mentioned about the um, running the buses up there as well. Like you got to run raise your funds for that. So if say I was over visiting and I wanted to come up on the bus to a game with you, what would the cost involved in that be, or what would the process be on that? I know you said it's on the website, but I might
3: just Sure. For yeah. people listening. So generally, yeah. Generally speaking, the uh, we offer members a discount, but for non-members, the price is currently uh, forty pounds return fare uh, on on the minibus, uh, and indeed on the, the larger buses when we run them, we run a fifty-seater occasionally, uh, depending on the numbers and the availability. Um, but yeah, it's it's forty pound return for non-members. It's I think thirty-five at the moment for members, and um, there's discounts there if you're uh, over 65 or if you're under 18 uh, and obviously if you're under 16 then it's free on the minibuses so um so yeah it's uh it's all sort of subsidized but the the, the money that's paid isn't really uh you know it's not going into a private company or anything like that it comes back into the cse and it funds the the maintenance and obviously pays for the the fuel and everything else and the insurance uh, running the minibuses up, up the road so
2: I think it's great that you guys are even own your own minibus. Like to me, that's something I haven't heard doing these podcasts at all. So I'm really finding this interesting.
3: Yeah, well, I got it got, We worked out it would save us a lot more money than hiring one every weekend with a with a number of things that we were hiring. Um, so we managed to pick one up relatively cheap about four years ago. Um, and then we had to replace it. We raised some funds and and we replaced it uh, about two years ago now um to, to give a little bit more comfort, shall we say, um, to to the members on the way up so it's a bit better than it used to be. Um and we'll just keep keep doing that. We want to put more money in the bank and hopefully improve the minibus and and maybe even get enough members so we can run a a big sort of fifty seater every every week. That'd be the ideal but uh, we're a, a way bit away from that. So now do you
2: have uh any interesting stories from within the CSC that you want to share with us? So, there's always some there's always some good stories, and this laughter coming from you makes me think there's a couple here, so the floor's yours.
3: Uh, there's, there's, there's too many to pick from, and to be honest, I'd probably get lynched if I told you any. So uh, I'm going to take the, the, the American Fifth Amendment on that one, I think, and... Um, uh, you know, we 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 go to so many games, um, and and with the minibuses and <clears throat> and the refreshments on the minibus, shall we say? Uh, there's there's plenty of stories uh, going up and down the road. Um, you know, uh, most some of them, the ones that stand out are actually quite horrifying. <laughs> so I don't really want to depress anybody with them, but uh, no, I think we'll uh, we'll keep them on the on the rest of them though.
2: <laughs> All right then. So if that being the case, what would be your personal most memorable match that you've that you've been to with people from the CSC, and then what would be your most memorable held at the CSC, not a not travelling up.
3: Okay, so uh, there's probably two um, that, that stand out for me. Um, the the first one with the guys from the CSC, um, we had quite a few of us out in uh, Rome this season for Lazio. Uh, and I, you know, I've been to quite a few European away games, and that was one hell of a trip. I mean, I've uh, it was just top to bottom. Normally, normally you go on these European away trips, and, and it's a great away trip, and the game ruins it for you. Um, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> nice, that case so uh, it was it was absolutely amazing. We have seen so many people out there with you. Um, we had a good a good drink uh, in Rome. We have seen some of the sights and. And obviously we were in at the game and it was a, what a finish, what a finish. Olivier and Cham's a goddamn hero.
2: <laughs> and I think 12 months ago, um, people wouldn't have been saying that at all.
3: <laughs> oh, well, listen, you know, he's a bit of a Rolls-Royce player, I think. Uh, yeah. he, he's, uh, he's one of those that, you know, when he turns on, he's he's absolutely unplayable in the midfield. But a little bit like Samaras, he doesn't always turn it on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the the game at the CSE, uh, there is one that sticks out in the mind uh, for me. I, I don't go to the CSE to watch games very often because usually I'm up the road uh, at the games. Um, but the one that probably sticks out for me is the 5-1 win at Ibrox in 2017. Uh, because there was uh, 15 of us were supposed to be at the game. Only one of us made it. Um, because uh, the minibus that we were in at the time, the old minibus, Uh, I'll stress that um, had a a double blowout of tyres on the motorway uh, just past Stoke which is uh, not too far away from Coventry Um, and we couldn't get the tyres repaired in time so even though we had the tickets for 14 people, uh, we couldn't get them up the road in time to the game Uh, thankfully uh, our our bus convener was up the road with the tickets so he managed to, to shift them on to make sure that they didn't go unused and that we got our money back but Obviously, we took the 14 guys back. Um, we got a bit of breakfast in before the before the pub opened. We went to the pub uh, and what a day. What an absolute day because it was obviously those that go to the pub normally but also quite a bunch of the ones that travel up to the games regularly um, and just made the best of it and obviously a 5-1 win at Ibrox with big Michael Lustig scoring and uh, that goddamn sexy beast. Um, couldn't, couldn't have finished better to finish better. Yep.
2: Uh, have you had any former players or famous fans or anyone like that come to games with you guys or come into the CSC at all, to the pub at all for games?
3: Cool. Uh, I, I don't really know if we've had anybody in the, in the pub particularly famous for the games. Um, we've certainly invited a few. Um James McLean springs to mind, but he never he never came down for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, uh, I no, why. Uh, I, I don't I don't think we've uh, I don't think we've had anybody famous come in. We've have certainly not had any events where we've had, you know, the sort of big players come in. Um, because you get quite a few of these in the Midlands anyway, that are run by other people. So it's quite easy just to let them do it and sort of go along. Um but we've certainly bumped into a few in our travels, that's for sure. Uh, I remember seeing Chris Sutton with a raging hangover sitting at the front of a plane coming out of Barcelona uh, one morning after we get thumped in the new camp. Uh, and I thought I was feeling bad, but he certainly looked a lot worse. Um, so yeah, there's, there's been a few there's been a few times like that we've bumped into people. Um, we've also bumped into some very strange people uh, on our travels as well. Um, I think we we bumped into Shea Logan at a service station once after playing Aberdeen at home. Um, I can I can neither confirm nor deny if we if we if we shouted any abuse at him. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but apart okay. from that, no, we've yeah no we've we've uh, we've we've run a few gigs. I think probably is the only thing that we've done is bring a few people in. So we've had Charlie and the boys down, and we've had the Irish Brigade down, and we've had Clus Nevin amongst others. So. That's about the extent of it, I think,
2: at the moment. No, that's good. That's still, um, you know, having some events, getting people around it. That's the main thing. So, yeah, just uh, looking, looking at all this, it's like, just you got a good setup there with the buses, the pub. It sounds really great, and yeah. So, um, you mentioned earlier as well about merchandise that is that the that the club's got. What? Do you have that you can? You got scarves, obviously. What else is there?
3: Yeah, so on on the website connected through there, we've actually got a, a company in Coventry that produces basically anything for us that they'll, they'll stick a badge on, uh, and we make a, a small percentage out of that to help help the fund. So on there, you'll think you'll find polo shirts and um, a basic scarf and some T-shirts and some jackets and things like that, all with a sort of Coventry Emerald badge on it, which is pretty good. Um, but then separate to that we, we, we sell pin badges we get pin badges made up on a regular basis uh, and the scarf is the most recent thing uh, which has been going like hotcakes at the moment so I think we've only got a small number of those left um, and it was actually a a, a a little shout out to the guy over at Retro Celtic uh, he helped us with the designing of so it so it's a pretty decent standard as well um, so yeah It's
2: one of those strange ones for me like I've over here, it's always like you go to the footy, you go watch the sport, you get a scarf, right? So I've collected scarves since I was a kid, and then all of a sudden, mm. I start talking to people in the UK on Twitter or like doing these podcasts, and it's always about the pins and the badges. And then you see people with these one scarf, it's got like 40 badges on it, and I'm just like, dude, I've never <laughs> even thought of that in my life. I'm like, imagine if I was collecting them all yeah. these years, I'd did, need a spare room just for them.
3: Well, you, you, would, you wouldn't wear a scarf like that, that's for sure, because after a while, I tell you, it'll, it'll stretch to hell and it'll scrape the neck off you. But, uh, uh, no, there's plenty of guys that are into the pin badge collection. Uh, and I, I, I dare say I've got a fair few myself. I've just never stuck them in a scarf. Um, but, uh, no, I've seen a, a few people uh, on a couple of groups on Facebook and whatnot, and they've got you know huge pin boards filled with all different badges, it says. It's quite amazing when you look at some of the old ones. You know, you see the, the sort of history of some of them all as well. They're all specific games or trophies and stuff like that.
2: It's quite good. Yeah, I saw something from like back in like the 60. I think it was the 68 season or the 1970 season when we lost the European Cup, and there's pins for that for that game. And then you've got all Hoidi going absolutely nuts at the moment with all his sort of stuff. So it's <laughs> it's something yeah. that I'd I'd never even thought of myself, and it's just like unbelievable. So. Yeah, I might have to go on your website and check out the scarves to add to my collection while you still got a couple.
3: <laughs> yeah, well they're not on our website, so you want to check out the social media um, yeah. because they're they're ones we've produced independently, so because yeah. um, we've got a couple of good contacts, but I have a on there, they're on there.
2: Yeah. No problem. So the social media for the CSC we've got on Twitter it's at Cov Emerald CSC, so C O V Emerald C S C Facebook, there's a page on there, Coventry Emerald CSC. And then, as we mentioned earlier, the website, www.coventryemeraldcsc.com. So, everyone, get on there, support the CSC. We're, we're, all, we're
3: also on Instagram. <laughs> oh, there you go. We're also the We're also on Instagram as well, yeah. At Coventry Emerald CSC, all one word.
2: Yeah, everyone, get on there as well. So, um, yeah, I'll have to look that one up and add on to that as well myself. So, uh, yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> Good having a chat with you, Damien. Um, appreciate your time. Yeah, really good. On time. This. And, uh, yeah, if you have any events pop up that you want to have a chat with us about or any uh, anything else, any stories that you want to tell us off air on all <laughs> <laughs> these. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> all right, then. No worries.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: 18 plus.